Welcome to Chung's. Is this for here or to go? Armed with a smile and a red waiter's jacket with a perpetual plum sauce stain, that's how my dad greeted any new face who entered the lobby of our popular Chinese restaurant in Detroit. Interestingly, my great-great-grandpa Gong Li had faced the same question in the late 1800s as he stood cold and alone on a rickety dock in Guangzhou, China, trying to decide his future and that of his young, impoverished family. For here or to go. For here or to go. As I got older, it was a question I asked myself. Starting in our restaurant's long and open back kitchen, where my family made some of our most popular items, including the tangiest barbecue pork and best-smelling almond cookies, my mom taught me my first lessons. Before diving into math, English, and geography, she began with a little American history, tales of elders and ancestors. Our family is prologue. Over endless cups of oolong, or orange pop, if my siblings and I behaved ourselves, I learned how drought, famine, and the opium wars, when the British Empire forced the addictive opioid on the Chinese, pushed Gong Li to pack and leave for America. I giggled whenever my mom repeated how he first traveled from Canton, China, to Canton, Ohio, expecting to find hordes of other Chinese immigrants, but seeing few. When he heard about jobs in a slightly larger community in Detroit, Gong trekked north. Auto factories were revving up, but due to his limited English, he could only find manual labor in one of the city's few hand laundries. After a decade of scrimping and sending money home to his wife and family, he saved enough to open a dry goods store, selling to his fellow Chinese memories and links to home, clothes, medicine, and prayer beads. Gong hoped to expand his business, but there were barriers. No one in Chinatown uttered the words Chinese Exclusion Act, but they all knew what it was and how it ended many of their dreams. With America limiting the number of Chinese who could enter the country, the Chinese-American population remained small, even shrinking. Only after congressional legislation introduced an exception for merchants could Gong sponsor his oldest son, Joe, now a teenager, allowing him to join his father. From the three or four black and white photos that survived, worn edges and all, I could tell that Joe had Motown swag. According to my mom, he was the one who opened the gambling den beneath the family store and, if the other rumors are true, made whiskey runs from Canada during Prohibition in the 1920s. By the start of World War II, Joe's two children, born in China, one of whom was my grandpa Tom, had immigrated to America too. Now, under increased pressure from its new Chinese ally, the United States further loosened its anti-Asian immigration policies, and Tom was able to bring over his young wife and daughter. They could even apply for citizenship. This development coincided with another game-changer, Chinese restaurants. With plentiful high-wage factory jobs and women joining the workforce, Detroit's new middle class sought affordable dining options outside the home. Expanding beyond its original immigrant clientele, chop suey joints were suddenly all the rage. Chow mein and lo mein were now mainstream. In 1940, Joe, with the help of his two oldest children, Tom and Twee, and their spouses, opened Chung's Cantonese Cuisine on 3rd Avenue in the city's old Chinatown. With its ample portions and late-night hours, the restaurant was an instant smash. It was one of the rare places in the segregated city where everyone felt welcome. Black or white, rich or poor, Christian or Jewish, the restaurant took anyone's money. 
featuring Americanized versions of Cantonese dishes as well as new American fare like chop suey and egg foo young, the menu appealed to Jewish customers who appreciated the absence of dairy ingredients, mixing milk and meat isn't kosher, and the fact that we, as fellow non-Christians, were open on Christmas Day. Black customers who faced discrimination elsewhere could stay and enjoy dining room service. The white customers admired the exotic dishes that whisked them far from the grime and sweat of the factory floor. Our cheap, cheap prices? That was for everyone.